Welcome to A Second Chance, personal stories of near-death experiences, the journey and beyond. For the most positive and uplifting time on the radio, stay tuned and get in tune with your host, Gina Kane of Second Chance Radio. Welcome to A Second Chance Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome back. And if this is your first time listening, I'd just like to thank you for being here and let you know that this is the place to come if you have ever had a near-death experience and are looking for a path to recovery or just perhaps some inspiration. Now, could you imagine if your child was just playing outside innocently in the backyard and the next thing you know, his friend has come to get you to let you know that he has been shot and you end up in the hospital wondering if your child is going to survive. Could you imagine how this would impact your family? What kind of a difference that it would make in your child's life? Well, today I share a story for the very first time. And when he was only five years old, this happened to him. Find out how it affected and impacted his life and how he ended up making a difference in others' lives and the strong person that he has become. Well, welcome, Chris, to A Second Chance. We have Chris Hostetler with us, and I have found him here on Google. He has a great website called Do Not Die Young, and I don't want to give away too much of his story, so I'll bring Chris here to introduce himself to you and tell us a little bit about his life before his experience. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me, Gina. Yes, uh, my name is Chris Hostetler. I uh, live in Los Angeles, California. I, I am owner, operator, and all the above of Do Not Die Young Integrative Health and Nutrition. I'm a health coach, uh, and I am getting more into fitness, nutrition, and the like. And I um, basically have a passion for uh, helping others after, you know, a somewhat difficult life. Not that life is uh, never difficult now, but... I, Let's just say it's much better. Well, that's definitely good to hear. I'm looking at the picture on your website, and I can see a lot of fruit and produce and an organic sign in the background. Yeah, um, that was taken. That was taken a while ago. I need to get more uh, new new pictures taken. Yeah, that's. I've devoted my own life. I, I guess a simple way to say it. I know clean is kind of a buzzword, like you know, clean living, clean eating. But um, devoted my life more or less to clean living. Uh, I know no longer drink, do drugs. Uh, that is part of my story. Um, in the past, you know, just an unhealthy overall lifestyle that, you know, bled into everything else and, you know, caused some harm. But, you know, it, it, it's, you know, I, I, I think I'm a prime example of, you know, that, that you change is possible and it does happen. Um, you know, you will have your, your doubters and naysayers that say, you know, the, the, saying that you know no one ever changes and I'm I firmly go against that belief system so uh, that's a little more in depth than your initial question but yeah uh, <laughs> clean living and clean eating no I think that's well said I think um, the only people that don't change are the ones that think nobody changes so exactly it's uh, great to see where your life has gone and before we get too much into that I just thank you so much for sharing your story because it's never easy to relive your past. And I think there's so many people that can be inspired by 
what you've been through and where you've gone and see that they can do it as well. So Chris, take us to your past and tell us a little bit about, you know, how you grew up and, and go on from there, please. Will do. Well, first again, thank you for having me on the show. I'm humbled. Um, I, I love the podcast and I listen to almost every interview and, uh, I think what you're doing can be really healing for others. So, um, I would really like to uh, give you props for that. About me, I was born in Marion, Ohio. My story is I suffered a traumatic event at a very young age when I was five years old. So I guess I'll just jump into that. Before my event, there are not many memories or recollection. I mean, my, my memory, my life memories pretty much start for me the day of the accident, which going through it. At age five, I, I woke up one morning. Uh, my mother can vouch for this, and uh, my uh, and, and walked downstairs, and um, you know, I, I was about to go out and play with my friend in the backyard on the swing, like you know, children do. And I happened to say my, to my mom before doing so, like you know, it, it's it's funny, mom, you know. I've lived five whole years and I haven't been stabbed or run over by a car or nothing bad's happened to me. So, uh, to preface the, the, uh, future story with that, that's a, that, that truly happened. Wow. Yeah. Um, so what happened that day? I walked out and, and I was swinging on the swing set. Our neighbor two doors down was a Vietnam vet who, reportedly was on drugs. People said PCP, but I, I don't I don't know for certain. Perhaps he had PTSD and having flashbacks. Uh but anyway he was in his garage with a handgun, perhaps having an episode and shooting. Uh uh he said that he believed thought that the gun was unloaded. There it was not. He shot through the garage, the bullet ricocheted off of a trailer hitch and hit me below, a little below my head and my spine on the downswing. It flipped me off of the swing. I was gasping for air. I I do remember the moment very vividly. I don't love remembering the moment, but, you know, it. I think it's healthy sometimes to, uh, you know, touch base with that, you know, kind of talk to that kid again. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, I mean, I owe, literally owe my life to my father, who happened to be off work that day. Oh, wow. And if not, I would have died. Um, my friend ran in and got them. I, I'm not exactly sure how the, the events pulled uh, mm-hmm. out. But my dad uh, resuscitated me, gave me some breaths to live until the ambulance got there. I will add that I, I did find out that the way the bullet lodged, I was literally a millimeter on all sides from death. You know, you can call it fate, an act of God, luck, and I really don't care what anyone calls it. You know, it, it is what it is. I got lucky. You know, that's the way I look at it. You know, maybe someone was looking out for me. You know, who knows? From there, you know, I of course, I was, I was rushed to the hospital and saved in the hospital. Um, you know, uh, a gunshot... Uh, to the spinal cord for a five-year-old is quite different than being shot when you're older, uh, you know, with bigger bones, bigger muscles, mm-hmm. strength. 
so I was I I was saved uh, by a Dr. Evo. I remember him well, and that started everything. From that point on, I was in the hospital for quite some time. I believe one to three months. I can't recall right now. I was in a bed, fully paralyzed for a while until I my my aunt saw me move my one of my pinky finger on my left hand. So I I got home. And, and this, that is when it started. I mean, that, that is, it is hard for me to escape that. That, that is when my life started for me mm-hmm. in a way that was my birth into this world. So, you know, I, I it left me, um, well, fast forwarding a little bit. I mean, it left me with, you know, many, many years of physical therapy. I suffer from PTSD. I am partially paralyzed, handicapable, if you will on my the right side of my body due to the gunshot. Dealing with such a traumatic event at a, at a young age, you know, it, it is something that is uh, incredibly tough to deal with. I've gotten really strong over the years. It's given me strength. But it took a while. You know, I'm it, well, well over 30 years to get to that point. And the man who shot me, eventually I found later in life, who I forgave, by the way. It's a very tough thing to forgive someone. The way I view that situation now is that he was sick. And uh, I think that's a healthy way to view it, because if I hold on to that resentment, I will live an utterly, devastatingly unhappy life. His name was David Bogan, right? And it turned out, you know, he died a miserable death of AIDS. So the story is just, it's somewhat ugly. It does have a happy ending or happy middle, I guess you'd say. I am inspired that you were able to find forgiveness. That's something I've been looking a lot into in my life, and I've had a lot of conversations with various life coaches about whether or not we should forgive in those situations. And it really comes down to a lot of people just never can actually do it. Right. It's not easy. I mean, it took me a very long time to get into a position uh, mentally and spiritually where I could forgive him. But I, I, also, I also think it's very, it's very much human nature to blame people and things for everything that happened to us. That very well could have been my friend who got shot or a tree. You know, it happened. It just happened. It happened to happen to me. So I was on the bad side of luck that day. Mm. When... As far back as you can remember, anyhow, did you spend a lot of time coming to that conclusion? Did you wonder why it was you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I have my moments today that I still do. It's hard to come to terms with, you know, especially as a child, you know, when you're 5, 10, 12, 13 years old, uh, you can't do certain things. You know, you, you can't run with other kids. You can't play in the basketball team. Kids make fun of you. You have a very pronounced limp. Your right hand doesn't work that well. Uh, you have weakened bowels because of nerve damage, you know. And then later in life, you suffer from, you know, debilitating headaches. All things stemming from, you know, literally this single metal fragment that entered your body. I still question it, but, you know, I'm in a better place to deal with it when I do. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I have a set of tools now that help me deal 
with those types of things and those areas and those mindsets and those dark places that, you know, we all get into. Mm-hmm. It's inescapable. So can you share some of those tools with us if somebody's listening to this right now and they're in the hospital and they're thinking, how am I still here and what am I supposed to make of it and what am I supposed to do now? Any advice on a path that they could start? What really helps me and has helped me along the way is showing compassion for others. Because no matter if you are a kid and you get shot in the head or you're in a car accident or you know, there are many things that happen to others. My mom always said this, and, and it used to, to be quite honest with you, piss me off. As a child, she would say, it could be worse. It could be worse. And when she would say that, I would just get, I would see red, and I'm like, it couldn't be worse. Even in these devastating times, it's easy to be selfish. I find that when I stay away from that and when I had stayed away from that. That that that's when I found peace. Another simple thing is getting out of the victim mindset. You are what you think you are. You know, if you think of yourself as a victim, you're a victim. If you think of yourself as a survivor who faces some challenges, you're a survivor who faces challenges. You know, it's all about perception. For me, you know, it's being compassionate to others, appreciating simple things in life. One thing with all of us, you know, that people listening and people that have not had a near-death experience is that it really, really defines, in my opinion, what life is really about. And that is that it's about the very simple things. And if you can focus on those and, and you know, helping others is a very simple thing. Being good to yourself, helping yourself, you know, being healthy is a very simple thing. People say, you know, and it can be flowery and people think it's cheesy, stop and smell the roses and all that. But it is medicinal, you know, and it's all Mm -hmm. perception, in my opinion. I think that's great advice. When you have a toddler, you really get to see that stop and smell the roses approach because I don't know if you've ever tried walking with a two-year-old, but they stop to look at absolutely everything with wonder. Right. Right, right. I have a, uh, yeah, the love of my life, Jane, I have a 20, 21 month old, uh, 22 months tomorrow, actually. I have noticed that. And, you know, she's helped me on my journey as well. She is the definition of love. She's the definition of peace. And seeing her, you know, just take this world on, like, you know, with the, you know, the, the literal, you know, child's mind, it's like, it's just beautiful. Liz. This is kind of venturing off topic a little bit, but I'm just kind of curious. Do you find that having your own child getting close to that age, that this has caused you to worry a little more about her than perhaps other parents that haven't gone through these experiences might? Oh, that's a funny question. Yes. I, I try very hard not to worry, but I'm very, very paranoid and cautious. I live every day like things happen. You know, things can happen. You know, I worry about her at the playground. You know, I worry, I worry about her at all times. I worry about her if she's on the couch. And that, that's very true. You know, I, I, you know, I'm sure some others struggle with that with children that it, now it's not, well, she might, she might fall and get a bruise. For me, it's like she might fall, crack her head open, 
have to go to the hospital and be brain damaged. That's where my mind tends to go. So you mm-hmm. nailed it. My, you know, Megan, my amazing fiance and mother of our little Jane, she really helps me balance that out. It makes me realize that a lot of my worries are just, you know, it's natural. I, I've gone through a traumatic event. I have, <laughs> I have PTSD, which, you know, makes everything a little more, uh, a little more crazy, especially when it comes to raising a child. But she gets a lot of love, and she's watched over well. Well, that's definitely good to hear. So before you got into the health and fitness, you had a, a bit of a hard time in your teenage, early adult years. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to share that with us? Yeah, I, you know, as with many who struggle, you know, or, or you know, go through traumatic events, near-death experiences, you know, Turning to, you know, the, the easy way outs, well, the not so easy way outs, uh, alcohol, um, lack of self care. Uh, I write about it often. I coach people in similar positions. I dove into it. I mean, it was my answer. That's what gave me peace. I've always felt like I've, I've always been trying to find peace. In fact, like I would have times where I would just be in, you know, the, the worst position in a, you know, studio apartment with overflowing ashtrays and bottles and, you know, a bright sunny day in Los Angeles with the windows closed and, you know, and just like begging, you know, someone, anyone, the universe to just give me some peace of mind. I need peace. I need help. Mm-hmm. And, it's a tough place to be. It's an incredibly tough place to be. It's an ugly place to be. But I get it. I understand how people can get there. Addictions and cravings are are par for the course with this. Um, and not only with this, with uh, many other you know, instances. Yeah, that's a, that's a very huge subject for me. I do believe that, you know, getting rid of the alcohol, drugs, and unhealthy behavior changed everything. That's what opened doors for me. That's what opened my mind. That's what gave me peace. And that's what I stick to. You know, I don't drink, which to some who have not seen me in years or talked to me in years might think that's insane. And for if those people are hearing this, you know, they might still think it's insane and I might be lying, but it's, it's, it's the truth and it's my truth now. And I love it. I found peace of mind and I, there's no point in going back to that for myself and for my family. It's, it's who I am now. Growing up as a child, I went to a lot of NA meetings uh-huh. and I've heard a lot of stories and I've supported family members mm-hmm. through that journey. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that most people have to hit rock bottom before they can see the need to change because they don't even realize that they're in that situation. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it was for you that you just kind of said, that's it, no more? I've had a lot of rock bottoms. You know, unfortunately, a lot of people never seek change. For me, I tried to manage it. For one thing, you know, when a a normal person doesn't have to say, I'm going to only have three drinks tonight, or a normal person doesn't have to say, I should probably only take two Percocets. 
I just put that out there because there are a lot, there's a lot of confusion that goes on with, and it, it doesn't matter the amount. I mean, it doesn't matter if you drink, you know, 18 bottles a day or, or two beers a day. Mm-hmm. You can still have a problem. I, I had been changing and, and getting healthier and, and trying to become a better man for years, for years and years and years. You know, moving to Los Angeles in, over eight years ago was one of the best decisions and worst decisions I have ever made because it gave me a, a kind of a free ticket for debauchery, I guess. What happened when Megan got uh, got pregnant, I, I promised myself that it was time to slow down on drinking. It was time to get healthy. And I had always been a pretty healthy eater and, and, and all of that stuff. And, you know, I did for a while. And, you know, towards the end, I did not. And then uh, Jane was born. And it got to a point where I just could not slow down. Um, I needed it. And I couldn't understand why. Without getting too far into it or too deep into it, uh, the magical moment, I guess you'd say, that changed everything um, with in respects to that part of my life. Uh, I woke up uh, one morning, I believe she was two months old and uh, with a hangover, feeling terrible, feeling depressed, sad, um, disgusting. You know, I had a headache, I sick. And I walked to her crib and, you know, just looking over her and, at that moment, she had, it was the first time she smiled. She cracked a smile. Mm-hmm. And there was some kind of intense electricity, love that I felt that, that shattered me to the point of tears. And that, that was when, that was when everything changed. That, that is the exact moment. I, I will, I will die thinking of that moment that is when everything changed for the better thanks so much for sharing that i feel like i'm right there with you watching it was intense i have three kids and i still remember those moments and you're right you never forget them they make you feel warm inside right it's a beautiful thing so what did you do from there i mean this is the most exciting part of the interview this is where not that it's easy but things start looking up and getting better and you start making yourself healthier. Is that right? Yeah. Um, you know, I was getting healthy and, and going to school and, and all of the other stuff while this was still going on, but that solidified me. Um, that gave me my answers and gave me focus. And, you know, I decided to, you know, that it was time to figure it all out. And I had been in school and, continuing uh, education in, you know, health, uh, health coaching, nutrition. I'm still in, you know, I'm still going to school right now. I'm, I'm about to be certified in, in uh, fitness nutrition. I'm going to take some Harvard extension classes. I, I'm just going to keep going. Like I, yeah, I mean, that's what changed everything and made me want to be the best person I could be uh, mentally, physically, spiritually. And it's a long road. I mean, I, I, that road doesn't end, you know, like I, there's no there's no finish line for this. You know, I, it's not like, OK, I got there. You know, this is something that I will strive for my whole life. And, and I personally love it. This is, you know, I started my business, Do Not Die Young, uh, 
find it at do not die young.com where, you know, I aid people, uh, with nutrition, wellness from all walks of life, you know, people in recovery, people who want to lose five pounds, people who, you know, just need to learn, you know, what, uh, you know, what the proper diet might be for them. I try to try to make it all encompassing. And I also try to use, you know, my past to help others. I believe that that it allows me a little more insight into kind of those dark spots and dark places that people mm-hmm. find themselves. And it, it just might help me shed a little light on those places. By helping others now, I help myself. You know, every day I had a client this morning and how I feel after, you know, having a session with him is better than any drug, any bad food, you know, bad thoughts. It's a lifestyle. You know, you, you choose your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. When you, when you choose the right one and when you have somebody that can help guide you choose the right lifestyle, uh, it's kind of amazing how life can get and how you will feel physically, how clarity will pop up one day and how, you know, a spiritual path, be it, you know, when I say spiritual, that can mean, you know, adding in some meditation or, you know, meditating during a job or if it, it involves religion, that's fine as well. Yeah, but that's where I'm at now. Um, I could go on and on. I, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I, I, fa- I finally found peace, which is something I thought I would never find in my life. I, I, would al- I always thought, like, I am going to die an unhappy man by myself mm-hmm. in a one-bedroom tomb, in the gutter, in a rut. But that's all gone. It's, it's all gone. That is so amazing and inspiring to hear. I'm kind of curious. You, you did say way back that you felt you got lucky. And you've talked a little bit about uh, meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm, you were only five, so I'm guessing that it probably didn't affect your religious beliefs at the time that your near-death experience happened. Mm-hmm. But as you reflected upon it throughout your life, do you think that it's had an influence on whatever your religious beliefs may or may not be? Um, yes. I mean, I... I wanted nothing to do with religion, and I... And I, I mean, the funny thing is I went to a Catholic school my entire life and absolutely loathed religion the idea of god you know i i hated hope hope was a ridiculous you know idea you know um let's just say i under i have a better understanding for for that now i used to see it as a crutch and i do think it can actually help others don't get me wrong there are religious fanatics I completely disagree with. I don't believe that any religion or philosophy should hinder anyone else's choice or views. I'm very strong on that. But when it comes to the, you know, spiritual side of life, you know, for me, it's very simple. Love is a higher power for me now. And is it my God? I don't know if I have a God, but it's, it's my higher power, you know, love and, the love for family and those little things, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a universal connectivity, if you'd say, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And for anyone out there that might be listening, thinking, you know, love's not real, I'll never find it. Would you say that 
truly feeling love from anybody else starts within? Well, yeah. I mean, I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I think that, you know, love starts, everything starts with from within. Love, change, acceptance. You know, you, you can't love others until you love yourself. You can't change. Well, you don't want to change others, but, you know, you have to change from within, etc. You know, and listening to your heart and actually doing what's right for yourself really, you know, opens the windows to your world, I find. And, you know, a lot. And that's one of the problems with that is that, you know, we we put that mask on with, you know, unhealthy lifestyles. And I don't think people realize how much those unhealthy lifestyles can end up, end up affecting everything around them. You know. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to link up your website and your Facebook group onto the show notes. So okay. anybody can go over there and check out what you do. Uh, we're almost out of time, but could you just give like a, a quick, whatever your top tips would be to somebody that's just starting to realize they want to change their lifestyle? Where would you tell them is a good place to start? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I believe that, you know, change doesn't happen overnight. And I believe that, you know, it really is a process of growing and crowding out the bad. First up, you know, depending what you're looking for is get some form of support. Because contrary to popular belief, no one can do it on their own, no matter what it is, what it's about. As strong as you think you are, what you struggle with is stronger. Seek out help, you know, uh, look for someone like myself who can help you look for a psychiatrist, look, you know, look for, uh, programs that deal with addiction, uh, look for, and you know, and I'm just, you know, this has to do with everything and not, not just addiction, not just, you know, bad eating habits. I mean, even if you just, you know, if you want to change, you know, if you want a better exercise regimen, uh, seek out a personal trainer and a fitness, mm-hmm. a, a fitness nutritionist. Ask for support and don't be afraid to, because you'd be surprised how many people are willing to help you. And the big thing for me is that don't forget that when you ask for support and those people are helping you, you are also helping them. It's 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 a give and give. Oh, I think that's great advice. My life coach told me that she has a saying, you can't see the can you're in, and that's why you need to have a life coach or a counselor or somebody else to help you. There you go. Someone looking inside the bubble. So was there anybody that helped you through or books or audiobooks that you would like to share? I mean, my, I, I will tell you, like, I, I just, you know, my family, you know, uh, has been and, and continue to be an amazing support system for me. My friends, Megan and Jane, I mean, these people are there for me, you know, in my faults and in my strengths. And I can't help, I can't, I can't thank them sincerely enough for what they've done for me. For me, you know, I'm, I'm also a musician. I, I mean, music has always been huge for me. As for books, you know, it, there are a lot. I, one book that always comes to mind for me is Mark Twain, The Mysterious Stranger. Why that book changed me so much, I really don't know. If you've not read it, you might be surprised by that, by that opinion. Uh, but it, it has changed me for the better and, you know, just mindfulness. Yeah, I guess that's it. My, I mean, my family, friends have really helped me a great deal. 
I'm so happy to hear that. That is wonderful. And not everybody has that family and friends support network. So I'm so glad to hear that you do. I'm lucky. A shout out to them for sure. Absolutely. So the last question, uh, just ask if you would like to share anything else with us about your experience and please let everybody know where they can find you. Well, uh, last thing, that's a, that's a loaded, uh, (laughs) um, I will again, I just want to thanks for having, thank you for having me on. I love the program and I think you're doing really great work and helping heal others. I don't have any major words of wisdom. You know, I do believe we all struggle and we can all find our strengths. Others can help us. You know, again, I will say reach out for support because it's crucial to change. Yeah, you know, um, if you're in a rut, remember, uh, you know, something I heard of the, that a rut is a grave with the ends cut off. So try to get out. Don't get stuck and reach out. You can find me at www.donotdieyoung.com and on Facebook at forward slash do not die young D-N-D-Y. Um, but it all links. Uh, and yeah, the, if you need any help or support or just have a couple questions, feel free to reach out to me. You know, I help with everything from, you know, losing a few pounds to aiding you, uh, find your better self. So, um, that's my passion in life and, and I'm here for you if you need it. Well, that is very fabulous, and I think I should be thanking you because you have shared some very, very difficult things to remember and talk about to hopefully benefit other people that might be going through this similar experience. So I thank you very much, and I definitely hope to have you on the show again one day. All right. Thank you so much, Gina. Welcome back. Thank you so much for sharing Chris's story with me. If you have been as inspired as I have been, Take a look at Chris's website and let him know. And of course, as he has very generously offered, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Chris is there for you. I would just like to share a podcast that has taken my attention this week. And it is Relaunch, episode number 48, Hope Unseen, with Major Scotty Smiley, the Army's first blind active duty officer. And as I was listening to this podcast interview, I was so touched that I downloaded Hope Unseen, Captain Scotty Smiley. He has wrote a book, and this book already has inspired me. I've listened to the first five chapters just in one night because I couldn't put it down. And I have been retraining to start to jog again since I've had my heart issues. I've been really having a hard time getting myself back to jogging again. And after listening to how he climbed, I believe it was Mount Rainier, without being able to see, has really inspired me to take my training to the next level. And today, I made it through the entire day. So I hope that you get a chance to check out this book. It's Hope Unseen with Captain Scotty Smiley. And I will link that up in the show notes at everydayisasecondchance.com. Thank you, everybody, that has left a review. I'm going to put a couple of these reviews on the website at everydayisasecondchance.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Second Chance Radio. Personal stories of near-death experiences, the journey and beyond. 
for the most positive and uplifting time on the radio. So tune in again with your host, Gina Kane of Second Chance Radio. Second Chance Radio. Second Chance Radio. Uh,